This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Already? Already what? Doesn't seem like it's been 20 hours. Oh, well, it has. <laughs> Back at you for a Wednesday morning. It is uh, 59 degrees in downtown Boise. It's been a while since we've been in the uh, 50s this time of the morning. Um, don't get used to it, though. It is going to get uh, back to about 85 today. Still cooler than normal for this time of year, which uh, my pocketbook will, um, you know, thank you uh, for Mother Nature for not getting super warm and uh, increasing the amount of money it's going You're spending out. spending on electricity. Yeah, on, yeah. Uh, on air conditioning right now. Um, beautiful uh, thunderstorm last night mm-hmm. as long as you weren't in it and i got to watch it from nampa we didn't get any of it but I, I didn't watch it at all but i heard the whole thing yeah uh, a lot of people were in in amongst the middle of it because it was uh, happening right over the western idaho fair last night so <laughs> um people that were headed out to uh, watch the concert uh, had to put up with that for a little while uh, i think it was uh, concert postponed for a little bit mm. um but it did get underway western idaho fair kept going um, that's one thing you don't want to be out and about was uh, a thunder lightning storm, um, you know, while holding a microphone yeah, underneath well, yeah, uh, that's, a metal awning. <laughs> that's, 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 that's a really good point. <laughs> that's, you know, there's, there's only um, maybe one other worst place to be, and that's out in the middle of a golf course uh, holding a uh, two iron. Uh, because it's not true what Lee Trevino said, that uh, if you're out and find yourself playing golf in a uh, lightning storm, Grab your two iron because even God can't hit a two iron. Um, <laughs> don't test that out because it's not true. Yeah, <laughs> not true. So last night it would have been Smash Mouth and the Spin Doctors. Yep, yep. Had some friends who little uh, uh, little nineties alternative music. Took some uh, pictures saying, "Hey, just waiting for the concert to happen till this uh, thunderstorm blows over." So finally did. Um, but uh, as as far as watching it last night, I was kind of surprised that I thought for sure that it would uh, head our way, but. Did not make it to the Namp area, so mm. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm good with that. Uh, coming up here for you this morning, uh, of course, we're going to be talking about the upcoming debate. First GOP debate is happening tonight. It'll be happening at 7 o'clock on Fox, 7 o'clock our time, 9 Eastern. Eight people have uh, been yeah. approved. Who's starring in this movie? Well, <sighs> nobody really have been approved to be on stage uh, for tonight. Uh, candidates, um, of those eight people that have been approved, Donald Trump has not been approved. Donald Trump no. wasn't going to take place anyway, yeah, but he, he hasn't been approved. He didn't uh, exactly apply. Well, uh, didn't you don't necessarily have to apply. You just have to meet certain standards, mm-hmm. and Donald Trump didn't meet one of those standards. Which was? You have to sign the pledge to support oh, yeah. whoever is going to be the... Republican nominee. You know, I, I remember that, though. I think it was clear back in 2016 that th- they asked one of the questions at, at one of the Republican debates, you know, who here will not support, uh, who here will not guarantee that they'll support uh, the the eventual nominee? And the only one that raised his hand was Trump. And he said, basically, I'm going to support it if it's me. And it's going to be me. And it was him. I wonder if... Because back then, you didn't have to sign the pledge. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that was the uh, first time that the RNC said, hey, look, 
you know, we haven't ever really thought about this yeah. before, but what happens if we uh, get somebody who is, you know, not going to support it and they split up our, our right. votes? They're just popular enough to mess yeah. up the, uh, the vote for So I'm wondering if that's where that happened because you didn't have the, you didn't used to have the pledge before. Well, and that was part of what they asked him. They said, who will pledge to support the Republican nominee and not run as a third party candidate? And Trump raised his hand and said, I'm not going to promise that. Yeah. And now you you have to sign the pledge. You can't, you can't just raise your hand and say, yeah, yeah I, I promise with your, your fingers crossed behind your back. Well, if, right? that's, if that's a criteria, then for being on stage, he's not going to participate in any of the Republican debates, I would guess. Yeah. Because he's not going to sign that. No, I don't, I don't think so either. So to qualify for the debate, candidates needed to meet polling and donor requirements uh, set forth by the RNC as well as uh, sign that loyal, loyalty pledges. Uh, we were talking about eight candidates met all three requirements, um, and those candidates are, and you might want to write this down because this could pay off for you this morning, Ron DeSantis, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, former Vice President Mike Pence, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott, conservative entrepreneur Vivek Ranswamy, North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum, and Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson. All right. Those are the people who will be competing. Now, the reason why I said you might want to write that down is because that's how you're going to win your tickets for Joan Jett and the Boise Open coming up here this morning. Um, And we're going to allow you to do this all morning long. It's kind of our, our unofficial poll. Who do you think is going to come out of the debate tonight as winning the debate? All right, so when you text in 208-336-3700. Who will, who, will who will be the consensus of, of the winning of the debate? Yeah. performer tonight. Yes. Okay. Um, so all you have to do uh, is text us who you think that is. If you think Nikki Haley is going to be the consensus winner, just text that. Now, you don't have to be right. We just want to know who yeah. you think it's going to be out of those eight people. And this isn't most likable, by the way. This is probably whoever debates the best tonight. Yeah, yeah. So once again... This is just your opinion. We're going to let you do this all morning long up until okay. about 9.30. Are we going to limit it to the uh, the, the eight people? Yes. Uh, so, like, Trump is not included you, you, in this. You can't say that Trump won the event even though he wasn't there. Yes. Because a lot of people are guessing already that that's what's going to happen. And that very well could be. But this is just the people that are up for the debate. Okay. So... Tomorrow morning, the consensus will be, hey, this, this person did really well. We think, you know, this person probably uh, did better than anybody else. Consensus. Um, but we want to know what you think. That this is, this is just an unofficial poll this morning that we're going to be taking for the next three and a half hours. So you have up until 930. And then out of everybody who participates, one person mm-hmm. will be chosen at random to get tickets to the Boise Open coming up here on Friday night. Joan Jett, sold-out concert, you get tickets. Uh, by the way, if you're wondering if the weather is going to be like it is, uh, has been for the past three or four days, uh, today is the first day. It's supposed to start to clear up today, mostly sunny, 85 today. We're going to yeah. be into the mid to upper 80s all the way through the upcoming weekend. So uh, for golf and concerts, it's going to be absolutely fabulous. So once again, our text line number, you can already start this this morning, 208 336 3700 um and all you have to do is text who you think is going to win that's it just it yeah um so uh, and everybody has nobody shares a name and it doesn't even have to be be who ends up winning no okay no just who you think just just participate yeah okay and and nobody has the same name so you don't even need the full name if you think asa is going to win just put asa doug tim mike ron 
Chris or Nikki? No Trump. He's not participating. Keep you have that to, in you, mind. You have to be there in the flesh. Yes. Which I think already gives Chris Christie an advantage. <laughs> He's he's going to get twice the chance to win. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. I can I can, I can make that joke. Uh, Donald Trump, by the way, um, his arraignment is uh, coming up tomorrow. He is going to turn himself in into Georgia. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about this, that this morning. I mean, we already know what to expect. Uh, he's going to turn himself in. They've already said he's not going to be treated any differently than was, any other f- criminal. There was a lot of speculation that he would turn himself in during tonight's debate. Oh, that would be hilarious. And so half, half the news stations or more <laughs> would go to Atlanta and completely skip the debate. Uh, <laughs> Which uh, I think would have been hilariously funny. You would be shocked. Shocked, I tell you, to find out what uh, betting sites are taking bets on when Trump turns himself in tomorrow. We'll tell you about that coming up here for you this morning. Right now, let's get your first check on what's going on with sports this morning. It's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. Mm-mm, good. It's about the only thing I can say. However, uh, I can't really say that because that's taken by another company. But, man, food is so delicious. And if you don't believe me, you don't believe Chris, we've been there many times for the hometown breakfast. Believe yourself and your tummy. Head out today for breakfast. They're open up every day, 7 a.m. to 2 p.m., Monday through Sunday. Boise State senior football player Markel Reed has been named to the National Watch List for the Comeback Player of the Year Award. The award recognizes a player each year who has overcome injuries or illness or other circumstances. Reed is a defensive back from Temple, Texas. In the opening game of the 2022 season against Oregon State, he suffered a knee injury and missed the rest of the season. That followed a 2021 season during which he tore his ACL in Game 5 and had season-ending surgery then. There are seven Mountain West players on the Comeback Player of the Year award watch list. The others are Tavian Combs, Ryan Davis, and Trace Ruckler, all of New Mexico. Brandon Talton of Nevada, Kyle Van Leeuwen of Utah State, and Sebastian Harsh of Wyoming. Former Southern Cal running back Reggie Bush announced Tuesday he is filing a defamation lawsuit against the NCAA. The suit is due to a statement made by an NCAA spokesperson in 2021 claiming Bush was involved in a pay-for-play arrangement at the university. Bush was the 2005 Heisman Trophy winner, but in 2010, his Heisman win was vacated and his collegiate football records were wiped out. An NCAA investigation had found that Bush and his family members received impermissible benefits while Bush played for USC, including cash, free travel, and even a house in San Diego. According to Bush's attorney, the lawsuit is based on the NCAA maliciously attacking Reggie Bush's character through a completely false and highly offensive statement that was widely reported and substantially and irreparably damaged his reputation. While it's not in dispute that Bush and his family received money and goods from Southern Cal boosters, apparently Bush wants everyone to know that there was never a formal agreement that he would play football in exchange for all of that. Of course, to many people, that makes no difference whatsoever that's sports listen to kboi online go to kboi.com and click the listen live button now back to mike casper and chris walton this is casper and chris live and local on news talk kboi 624 uh getting you ready for the season we are 10 days away 10 days away ladies and gentlemen by the way i i don't wish bad news on any athlete 
at all. But Boise State did get a little bit of good news yesterday as far as it concerns playing the Washington Huskies, who is who they are going to be taking on. Primetime ABC, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, a week from this Saturday. Washington starting running back, Cameron Davis, out for the season. Oh, really? Suffered a lower body injury mm-hmm. during practice. He is done for the year. He is a six foot, 212-pound junior. Ran for 522 yards and 13 touchdowns last season. He was the the backup, but he, he still had a really good he was, year. He was terrific. I think. And he was supposed to be the bell cow back. So now they're searching for a new running back to get uh, that's, the that, season that, started that, this that, year. That's oddly... Oddly unspecific. Uh, he suffered a lower body injury. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what that means. If it's, you know, because they didn't specifically I mean, say lower it's body knee injury or something like that. Could, could be a groin. It could be a yeah. bro- broken toe. Yeah. Um. Now that doesn't mean that Boise State doesn't still have their work cut out for him because I, I don't think uh, Boise State was going to win or lose based on how well Washington rushed the ball because they just have an amazing passing attack. Uh, they've got a uh, quarterback who is a Heisman Trophy candidate and uh, two receivers last year who both went for over 1,000 yards receiving. Um, and the All-America, preseason All-America list was released this week. Yeah, 24 players on the uh, All-American list. Two of them are from Washington. <laughs> and let me guess, Boise State? Uh, none. N- yeah. none. Washington edge defender Braylon Trice and receiver Rome uh, Adunes. Both been named to the Associated Press Preseason All-America first team. Um, so, yeah, they've got some All-Americans that uh, Boise State's going to be playing against coming up. 10 days from today. Uh, by the way, just want to remind you that uh, we will have tickets here at KBOI all season long to win for home games. All right, just home games. So we'll have games. We'll have tickets for your first home game that we will be giving away. And another reminder having to do with Boise State, uh, it doesn't happen very often, uh, but we were either uh, able to talk him into it or trick him into it. I'm not sure which. Uh, Athletic Director Jeremiah Dickey has agreed to be on with us uh, coming up next Monday. Oh, good. So we get to talk to him about the upcoming season, changes going on at Boise State University, um, the the new screen that will be debuted for the first time in uh, a football game coming up this, uh, this a, week from Saturday. By so, the way, 11th somebody, largest in the nation. Somebody posted a picture of it yesterday on Facebook, and somebody else wrote underneath it, uh, hey, get out the Xbox. <laughs> would be kind of fun, wouldn't it? So, anyway, uh, phone line's open, by the way, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 641, 59 degrees in downtown Boise. Uh, should be a really nice day today. Finally, a good day for people heading to the Western Idaho Fair as far as the weather is concerned. Should be in the mid-80s, as you heard the weather forecast later today. That's pretty much what we're going to see for the rest of the week. Don't forget, we continue to give away uh, tickets to the Boise Open coming up Friday. You get the Boise Open tickets for golf all day. So, so you can come and go as you wish. You don't have to sit there for all 
12 hours or however long the tournament goes on Friday waiting for the concert to get underway. If you don't want to watch golf, you don't even have to watch golf. You can just go to the concert on Friday night if you wish. We're giving away a pair of tickets to get you golf and then the free concert if you're, you've got your golf tickets. That night, it's Joan Jett. And it gets underway 18th green. Just after golf wraps up, you just walk down to the 18th green and uh, you get a party and uh, enjoy the concert. Now, the way we're giving this away this morning, a little different than uh, previous uh, giveaways this week, it's still a text contest. All right. Text 208 336 3700. And all we're looking for today, we're going to tie this into our own kind of poll this morning. All right, unscientific poll. We're just wondering, our listeners, and specifically those of you who want to play golf, who do you think is going to win tonight? Consensus winner of tonight's debate. And all we need is uh, the first name. Everybody has a different name, so all we need is the first name. By the way, uh, so far, Vivek Ramswamy. Um, we're, we're just getting underway with this, but he is so far leading out of everybody who has texted in this morning. Now, everybody that texts in, you don't have to get this right. There's nothing to get right or wrong. You just text who you think is going to win the debate tonight. Trump is not included. Just the eight people who are in the debate. And uh, one person will be chosen around. We'll give you up until about 9.30 this morning to text your answer in at 208-336-3700. And then out of everybody who has taken part in our unofficial, unscientific Casper and Chris GOP debate poll, we will announce one winner out of all those. And like I said, it's random. You don't. There, there's no right or wrong answer here. We're just looking for your input on this. By the way, if you're just tuning in this morning, the people who have qualified for tonight's debate, Ron DeSantis, Mike Pence, Nikki Haley, Chris Christie, Tim Scott, Vivek Ranswani, Ramswamy, Doug Bergeram, and, uh, or Bergeram, rather, sorry, and uh, Asa Hutchinson. All right? So just give us the first name on who you think is uh, going to win the debate tonight consensus pick to win the debate um and uh we'll give you till 9 30 to go ahead and do that this morning so go ahead 208-336-3700 that's our text number to get through if you want to get through on the phone lines you can do that too this morning 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your verizon wireless you can also email us chris at kboi.com and mike at kboi.com um good news uh for those people who have been flying out of the uh, Boise Airport, and when you fly out, you have trouble finding parking. My wife was, well, I told her this last night as I was prepping for the show today, she was ecstatic because she flies a lot. Mm-hmm. They um, long-awaited public parking garage, Boise Airport, officially opened yesterday following a ribbon-cutting ceremony. Dubbed the new East Parking Garage, long-term parking will see an increase in capacity. They have added 11 Hundred additional parking stalls. Stalls. By the way, uh, they did a check this morning. Those stalls are now all full. <laughs> wow. No, I'm I'm kidding. I, I wonder how long. Where, where it, exactly is it in comparison to the other one? So if you're facing the airport, yeah, and you're sitting in the the original parking garage, it's just to the left. So okay. they they built another parking well, I, garage I, I that's about that, the same size. I figured that when they said it was east. But. Yeah, yeah. So it's just if you're looking at it, it's just right directly to your left. Okay, um, I haven't been out there in a while. Yeah, it, it's it, it's much needed because there are many times that she gets to the airport and there are no parking spaces, so she'll yeah. have to go back to the long term. You know, uh, what do you call it? The parking lot there, just off of uh, Orchard. Is it? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, the overflow lot. The overflow lot, and she'll have to go back there because it's full. I haven't, so. I haven't flown since uh, just before COVID hit. So wow, that's been like four years. Yeah, you 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 might want to fly again just to get a look at the change. There's some massive changes that have gone on that airport since uh, COVID hit. KBOI News Time six forty five. Time for another check on sports. Brought to you once again. Uh, by Pork Belly and Cuna. They're opening up in 15 minutes, making your plans to get on out there. Check out the menu before you go. Theporkbellyidaho.com. Sad story from the NFL. Tennessee Titans defensive back Caleb Farley owns a home in Mooresville, North Carolina. That home and several vehicles around it were leveled by an explosion Monday night, just before midnight. Farley's father, 61-year-old Robert Matthews Farley, was living in the home and Uh. was killed in the explosion which authorities believe was caused by ignited natural gas. Another person was also in the home at the time of the blast and was taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. That person's name has not been released by police. Farley paid $2 million for the home 15 months ago. Farley is a native of North Carolina and was the Titans' first-round draft pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. The Chicago White Sox won the American League Central title in 2021. Then last season, they slipped to a 500 record of 81 and 81. This season, the White Sox have 49 wins and 76 losses. And club owner Jerry Reinsdorf has decided a change needed to be made. The team announced Tuesday that White Sox Executive Vice President Ken Williams and Senior Vice President General Manager Rick Hahn have both been fired. Williams had been with the team since 2000 when he was hired as general manager. Hahn started with the White Sox in 2002 and was promoted to GM when Williams was promoted to executive vice president. The team indicated in their statement Tuesday that Williams and Hahn's two jobs would probably be filled by just one person, but they didn't yet say who that person would be. Williams and Hahn were largely given the credit for putting together the White Sox team that won the 2005 World Series over the Houston Astros but the team has been unable to return to the World Series in the 18 seasons since then. The team also announced that the job of first-year field manager Pedro Grifol is safe for the rest of the season, which has 37 games remaining. That's sports. By the way, it didn't help last night. Seattle um, beat him. Beat him again. Chicago, or Boise, <laughs> Seattle is now only one game out of first place. Wow. Uh, the beginning of the month, they were 10 games out. They're now one game out of first place. Because Texas lost last night. Go Mariners. Yeah. The Great One. Mark Levin. Tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris. Live and local on News Talk KBOI. 707. Dow Futures. 32 points. Had a mixed day yesterday. Uh, Dow and Standard & Poor were down. However, the NASDAQ was up, which is kind of strange. Don't very often see that. As of right now, with the futures ready to open here in about uh, 20 some odd minutes from now, Dow is up 35 points, S&P up just about 7 points, and the NASDAQ up 42 points. We'll talk with Jeremiah Bates uh, about what's going on in the market, as we always do, uh, Monday through Friday, coming up at uh, 720. The debate. First GOP today debate. Yay. Just think, we only have, what, half a dozen or more of these left to go before the election next year? Gosh, it's almost here. <laughs> Coming up tonight, 7 o'clock, it's uh, being held on Fox. Um, just to let you know right now, we'll talk about this tomorrow morning. So if you do watch it, be prepared to give your take tomorrow morning. We'd love to hear your thoughts. This morning, we're getting you ready. And uh, as part of our unofficial, unscientific Casper and Chris GOP debate poll, we are 
letting you say who you think is going to win out of the eight candidates. Trump is not a part of this because he did not get approval, even though he said he wasn't going to participate anyway. Um, he's probably going to get mentioned uh, off air. Chris, myself, and our uh, new producer, Derek. By the way, Derek, say hi. He's our he's a Derek Supe, our new producer here. Say hi. Hello. I don't think they heard you. I think you're you weren't quite on yet. How's it going this morning? There you go. Hey. Um, the three of us were talking uh, mm-hmm. off air. Um, Where we couldn't see one another. <laughs> uh, about uh, who we who we thought were going to win tonight and also how many times uh, Trump and his name will be mentioned. Um, I said 37. What did you say? You, you thought I said 100. 100. Yeah. 100 and uh, Derek, our producer, said 25. So even though he's not going to be on stage, said he would not participate and might not participate on any I, of the debates. I, I want to declare or clarify that if somebody goes Trump, 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 that counts that as counts, five. Yeah, that counts yeah. as five times. So um, there's the over-under there. Um, this morning, up until 9.30, this started at 6 o'clock, we're letting you, on scientific poll, say who you think is going to be the consensus winner in tonight's debate. Did you pick somebody? I have not picked somebody yet. I, no, I did. I said Chris Christie simply because he's pretty good at debating. Um, man, I, I'm, I'm between, uh, Vivek Ramswamy and Tim Floyd. Okay. I'm between those two. I'll, I got to think Tim, about it for a minute. Tim Scott? I'm t- Tim Scott. Sorry. Tim Scott. Not, not Tim ba- Floyd, the basketball, basketball coach. Basketball coach Tim <laughs> Floyd, right. Um, so if you want to text us, 208-336-3700. Everybody who texts between now and 930 this morning, all you have to do is give the first name. If you want to get the last name, you can. Uh, but everybody has a different name. Out of the eight people, who do you think is going to be the consensus winner? Now, out of everybody who texts us this morning, we will pick one winner. They will get uh, tickets to the Boise Open. Presented by Albertsons coming up Friday, and you will also get tickets to the concert, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. It is sold out. Um, the the golf is sold out. So if you want those, that's the way we're going to win this morning. We're going to allow anybody to do it. All you have to do is who do you think is going to win? So far, most of the people who are texting us, Vivek Ramswamy. We've now got some uh, Ron DeSantis. I'm surprised uh, we haven't got more Ron DeSantis. Um, we've got one Mike Pence. One person think Mike Pence is, is going to win. Um, Doug Burgdom, another one there. There's no right or wrong answer, and you might win yourself some tickets to golf. So go ahead and do that. You'll have it until about 9.30 uh, to do that coming up here this morning. By the way, when it comes to debate, and, and we talked about the debate on, on Monday, President Trump not taking part, and, and we understand why, because he has such an unsurmountable lead at this point. However, a new poll out yesterday, 73% of GOP voters, these are likely voters in a survey, said that he should participate, should have participated in the first primary debate. That's a big number. That's, and these are, like I said, likely Republican voters think that Trump should not have skipped the debate. However, the real question would be, but since he is skipping the debate, does that mean you won't vote for him? Oh, I'm sure not. Will make a difference. I mean, you, you you've seen the support, even though he's got four indictments going against sure. him right now. Every indictment has got him even well, more the, support. The people, <laughs> the people who are in his corner say the indictments aren't fair. So. Now, one thing I wanted to play, and, and Nate Shellman on uh, Monday, the Congress is on vacation right now through uh, August. I think they go back here in the next couple of weeks to go back to work. So. Congressman Mike Simpson was in town, and he made a stop by here at News Talk KBOI on Monday. 
Um, I've never seen Mike Simpson almost speechless before. <laughs> Nate Shellman uh, interviewed and talked about the presidential debate and whether or not he thought that Donald Trump should participate in the uh, debate. Take a listen. I absolutely believe that he should. I think it's it would be smart on his part. Uh, they're gonna, if he's there, there's obviously going to be, how many is it, eight other people uh, going after him. But they're going to go after him anyway. Sure. He ought to be there to respond to that. Uh, and uh, I, you know I think... What I'm, you know what I'm going to say to you next. What? You know me. I know you, but I know that sometimes you surprise me. You're, you're telling him he should debate. Yes. You didn't debate. I didn't want to. <laughs> he doesn't want to. I mean, everything you just said, didn't I say to you one of the times you were in studio? Yeah, you did. Yeah? <laughs> I, I, I'm, Leave it to you to remember that. Well, yes. I, 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 we talk often. I'm, I'm asking, how is, it, how is it okay for one and not okay for the other? I'm not saying that it, was, that it is wrong for him to not debate. I just think he should. Okay. Okay. That's where it goes. <laughs> the the only thing we were missing there, you didn't hear the sound of him backing up. Beep, beep. Oh, you heard beep. it. <laughs> I heard it. It wasn't beeping, but uh, the sound was definitely uh, there. That's that's the closest I've ever heard Congressman Mike Simpson, see, that's how, Simpson that, to being speechless. That's how politicians explain things. I didn't say <laughs> that it was bad for him not to be there. I said he should be there. That's totally different. <laughs> Is it though? You, you you didn't debate. Not much because I didn't want to. Yeah, I didn't want to. Well, he doesn't want to. Well, uh, <sighs> hang on while I quickly reevaluate my life and come up with an answer to that. Gotta love politics, don't you? Yeah. KBY News Time, 714. Let's get a check out what's going on with sports real quickly once again. Uh, it's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. They're open. Drive through is open. And of course, they'll be open till 2 o'clock today. Get in for breakfast or lunch. Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach Todd Bowles announced Tuesday that Baker Mayfield has won the team's starting quarterback job ahead of challenger Kyle Trask. Mayfield was the NFL's number one overall draft pick just five years ago. He started for the Cleveland Browns from 2018 through 2021, then was traded by Cleveland to the Carolina Panthers in July of 2022. Mayfield started six games for the Panthers, winning one and losing five. In early December, he was released by Carolina and claimed by the Los Angeles Rams the next day. He then started four games for Los Angeles, winning one and losing three. Mayfield signed with the Buccaneers as a free agent in March. He's 28 years old. In his career, Mayfield has won 31 starts and lost 38. He has thrown 102 touchdown passes against 64 interceptions. The New York Yankees Tuesday lost their ninth game in a row, dropping a 2-1 decision to the Washington Nationals. The last time the Yankees lost nine straight, the number one movie at the box office was E.T. That was 41 years ago in hmm. 1982. New York is only five games under 500 at 60 and 65, but in the American League East Division, that's good for last place, 17 games behind the Baltimore Orioles. The Yankees' longest losing streak in history was 12 games in 1908 when the team was known as the New York, the New York Highlanders. The Nationals are 13-6 and six in August, but are 10 games under 500 and still in last place in the National League East, 23 and a half games behind Atlanta. That's sports. 
Casper and Chris on Google Play. We are News Talk KBOI. We've seen big changes happen throughout the market over the last uh, couple of weeks. Yesterday, kind of a weird day. NASDAQ was up. Both of the other two indexes are down. So uh, a big mix we hear from, in the stock market. Did we hear from NVIDIA yet? Uh-huh. <laughs> not not yet. <laughs> we, trust me, we are going to know when we hear from NVIDIA, which they, they're going to report after the bell today, and mm-hmm. that's where all eyes are set. And it's a very interesting dynamic with NVIDIA because if you look at the price-to-earnings of NVIDIA, meaning the the stock price compared to the actual profitability that is coming out of that company, the argument is that it is way overvalued. So for to for Nvidia to get a a big bump on its stock price in 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 response to its earnings that it's going to report today, it has to be a blowout. So the question really becomes: Has Wall Street have investors already priced in this exuberance around the supplying of the art the chips that really drive this regenerative artificial intelligence technology? We're not going to know until we find. Now the question is too: If it's underwhelming, if expectations aren't met, how how significant is the repricing of that stock? So again, they're reporting after the closing bell, and we're going to see some interesting movements in the in aftermarket trading right when that information comes out. If we're looking at activity this morning, yeah, I mean things are. Relatively flat. We're seeing some individual companies report some earnings. Um, it's, it's certainly a rough go for for a select few retailers. We saw that yesterday with Dick Sporting's Dick Sporting Good. Now we have Foot Locker. Shares are down over thirty two percent in pre market trading. It was a triple whammy. They missed expectations for their second quarter sales. They slashed their outlook for the remainder of the year. And they also suspended its dividend. So not a surprise to see Ouch. that stock take that much of a hit. I mean, year to date, it's been rough too. It's down more than 36% going into today. So, um, you had Peloton underwhelming as well. Um, they had some recalls. That stock is down 30% in pre-market trading. What I did find interesting though, in the slew of this, these retail stores, these retailers reporting earnings, you have Abercrombie and Fitch. They reported that stock is up almost eighty percent year to date. It's up seventeen percent pre-market trading. They far exceeded second quarter earnings expectations. So I think this is more of a story around you're getting different segments of retailers that kind of cater to different demographics of consumer. And Abercrombie and Fitch, they've kind of re- not necessarily restructured, but rebranded themselves from what we knew of Abercrombie and Fitch maybe 10, 15 years ago from just being a mall store. So um, catering to a you could argue a little bit more affluent category of consumer, and that's certainly boding well in the stock price year to date and today. So today, I don't anticipate really big moves. It'll probably be representative of yesterday. We might see some weakness uh, carry on as the trading session uh, goes through the day, but all eyes are going to be on Nvidia, and then and that's going to be parlayed into the Jackson Hole, Wyoming meeting, where everyone's going to be looking for indications from our central bank of how they're right. uh, digesting economic data. All right, looking like we're going to be opening up uh, to the green side uh, here just a few minutes away. We'll keep an eye on it, get a couple updates from you later today. Talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thanks, gents. 670 AM and 93.1 FM. Casper and Chris. News Talk KBOI. 41. Thanks for listening in. It's a Wednesday morning, 63 degrees in downtown Boise. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Phone lines is open as usual. Always encouraged to take part. Uh, we got our first vote for Tim Scott, by the way. All right. Uh, this morning. 
A lot of Vivix. Uh, Ron DeSantis picking up some steam as of right now. If you're just tuning in, wondering uh, what we're talking about. Uh, doing our own unofficial Casper and Chris GOP debate poll this morning. You can tell us who you think is going to win the debate tonight. Everybody who uh, partakes will be entered in on the grand prize drawing. We'll uh, announce later this morning. You'll have until about 9.30 to get in if you want to uh, do that. And uh, we'll choose one person at random to get the Joan Jet and the uh, Boise Open presented by Albertson Tickets, which gets underway Thursday. This is for Friday's uh, golf and the concert Friday night. Uh, email in, mike at kby.com. says, love your guys' try-to-influence moment this morning. Oh, great. We have another conspiracy theorist. Uh, most Republicans want Trump to debate. Wrong! Where did you get that info? Um, I didn't say most Republicans uh, want to see him debate. Clean out your ears. I said, according to a CBS YouGov poll, 73% of GOP voters surveyed said it. I didn't say it. Once again, clean out your ears, CBS YouGov poll of expected primary GOP voters said it. Uh, he goes on to write, uh, or she goes on to write, whoever this is, they didn't put their name. Most Trump supporters are A-OK with him doing exactly what he's doing. Do your own informal survey this morning. I don't have to. CBS, YouGov uh, he's, did a poll. <laughs> he's got a point there. Most Trump supporters are okay with him no matter what he does. Yeah. Those I know are totally supporter of Trump doing the Tucker interview rather than the debate. They already know Trump's response for the most part, but are going to watch him over the debate candidates. He will most definitely draw the larger crowd of viewers tonight. I may take that vote. On uh, He thinks Tucker Carlson's interview um, over and, and streaming what, media will get okay. more than... And it's over what? media um whatever tucker carlson's show is on now he streams it might be his own website i'm not quite even sure let's check he doesn't he doesn't have his own uh television network anymore he got fired oh, by it'll, Fox. it'll stream on uh formerly tw- x formerly x. twitter okay so x will be streaming tonight so once again we weren't trying to influence anybody this morning we were stating a poll uh, i get it sometimes Hard to listen to us and understand what we're saying, but hopefully that clears that up for you. Thank you for the email. And it's not live. It'll be uh, streamed on... Uh, it's already been recorded. Yeah. Yeah. The interview's already done, been recorded. He could have he could have done the interview and showed up at the debate tonight True. If, if he had wanted to. But he didn't. 208-336-3700. Like I said, I liked it when... Uh, most people didn't, but I liked it when Twitter switched to X because... At the time, I was considering becoming an ex-Twitter user. <laughs> um, when we come back, we've got, we got to get a check on sports here. When we come back, one thing we didn't get to yesterday morning, and I still want somebody who believes this to tell me why. The Maui fires. This is another conspiracy theory. And some people that are here in the church, right, who have been on this show before, mm-hmm. believe this. And I, I just don't understand it. The fires were started in Maui by the federal government on purpose somebody has to help me out coming up next tell me why 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your verizon wireless you can also email us or text us if you want time now for a final check on sports with chris this morning it's brought to you by pork belly and cuna the place to go if you want a delicious breakfast delicious 
lunch. Try out the biscuits and gravy. Fantastic. Uh, you want the gravy and uh, don't necessarily like the biscuits. Um, they put the same exact gravy on the chicken fried straight steak, which is the best you're going to find anywhere. Get into Pork Belly and find out what we're talking about. In the WNBA, the Las Vegas Aces defeated the Atlanta Dream 112-100 last night in Atlanta. The Aces 6-4 center Asia Wilson led the scoring with 53 points which ties the WNBA all-time record for most points scored in a game by one player. Liz Cambridge of the Dallas Wings also scored 53 points in a game back in 2018. In last night's game, Wilson scored on 16 of 23 field goal attempts and made 20 of 21 free throws. She's only the second NBA player ever to make 20 free throws in a game. Las Vegas has the best record in the WNBA this season at 29-4. and Boise State senior football player Markel Reed has been named to the national watch list for the Comeback Player of the Year Award. The award recognizes a player each year who has overcome injuries or illness or some other circumstances. Reed is a defensive back from Temple, Texas. In the opening game of the 2022 season against Oregon State, he suffered a knee injury and missed the rest of the season. That followed the 2021 season, during which he tore his ACL in Game 5, and had season-ending surgery then. There are seven Mountain West players on the Comeback Player of the Year award watch list. The others are Tavian Combs, Ryan Davis, and Trace Vruckler of New Mexico, Brandon Talton of Nevada, Kyle Van Leeuwen of Utah State, and Sebastian Harsh of Wyoming. That's sports. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It was more than a week ago, Monday evening, August 7, 1047 p.m. A surveillance camera capturing a flash video of what could have been an early trigger in these deadly fires. A power line arcing. Witness Jennifer Pribble. It's windy and then... There's a flash, and I think that's when a tree's falling on a power line. The, the power goes out, the camera comes back online, and then the forest is on fire. The data, compiled by Whisker Labs, a private company monitoring the grid through a network of sensors here, documenting dozens of major electrical incidents around Lahaina. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Once again, just looking for an explanation, and I know there are people that have appeared on this radio station who believe this conspiracy theory. And I just want somebody to explain it to me. If you believe this, there are people out there that think that the federal government started the Maui fires on purpose. Demo writes in and says, aren't they natural disaster sirens? Apparently not for every natural disaster, no. Well, and here's uh, because somebody else, Billy, uh, had written in and said, hold on, better check the Hawaii State reasons that they can use their sirens for. There are four different reasons. Uh, here's a statement from Maui officials and the governor. Maui officials' response to the deadly fires are under scrutiny on why they didn't use the sirens. In a news conference, Herman Ndaya, the then administrator of the Maui Emergency Management Agency, who has since resigned, denied a reporter's suggestion that sirens could have saved lives. Ndaya said, had we sounded the siren that night, we were afraid that people would have gone to the mountainside and it, if that was the case, they would have perished in the fire and been running towards it instead of away from the fire. At the conference, Andaya was backed by Hawaii Governor Josh Green, who said people would have thought that this was a tsunami on hearing the sirens and not a fire. And once again, they would have run towards the fire and not away from it. 
Maui, they said, instead sent text messages to phones, broadcast emergency messages on television and radio. The governor also said it was an outside siren, so a lot of people were in air conditioning, with their windows and doors closed, or whatever the case may be. Uh, plus, the winds were very gusty and yeah. loud. They would probably have not have heard the sirens. It didn't. Um, it, it, whatever they did, it wasn't fast enough. Just way too many people were trapped. Yeah. Uh, another this is a text message. The number of potential lives lost in Maui rivals the worst tragedies ever on American soil. The coordinated effort to avoid covering this story is tragic. The dark spirit surrounding it will release at some point. Legacy media in the U.S. is state propaganda that surpasses the Pravda we made fun of growing up. Their job is to cover up and defend political corruption. They don't care if people die. They only care about how they can use death for political yeah. purposes. Hawaii's death toll can be due to inept politicians and their appointed flunkies. It has, ha- it has to be climate change. Illegal immigration deaths in Texas can't be due to cartels trafficking humans and drugs or inept federal politicians and their appointed flunkies. It has to be the people trying to secure the border and stop trafficking. Who was that from? No name. Mm. I I don't understand. Here's another thing. The number, you, you say, um, the coordinated effort to avoid covering this story Um Man, as far as I remember, this was covered on by everybody. Yeah. So I don't know what you mean by the coordinated effort to not cover the story because, I mean, it was for days and still we, is we, every day we, being we, covered on every news channel. We get those emails every day. Somebody thinks the whole point of uh, media is to get everything wrong and to fool people and to be a tool of the government and all sorts of other uh, crap. Now, I get it. A lot of idiots out there. Claiming that the reason so many people lost their lives and the fire, you know, wiped out the town of Lahaina, I, I get it. Blaming possibly ineptness of politicians and the people in charge may have some value. The part I still don't understand, and nobody's been able to explain it yet, is people believing the federal government did this on purpose. I mean, the closest we've had was the call we got this morning, and I hadn't heard this as of yet, that the federal government, he had heard, he thinks some people believe the federal government burned down Lahaina because they want to build rebuild a 15-minute city, so-called, quote-unquote, 15-minute city, smart city, which you're not going to be able to do in Lahaina when you have buildings that are over 200 years old. People aren't going to tear those buildings down willingly. So, okay, maybe if you believe that, Okay, but you're still talking that the federal government did yeah. this there in are, the state of Hawaii. Th- there are plenty of people who have no problem believing that almost everyone who works in government and the media is a psychotic murderer. And I think it's because those people haven't left their house much. Wayne writes in, uh, was it the government that started the Hawaiian or was it a display of government and leaders that had not been doing their jobs for some time? I think he left out fire there. I'm going to, I read this verbatim once again, and I get in trouble. People complain that, why did you change my email? Um, but it doesn't make sense the way he wrote this. Was it the government that started the Hawaiian? Um, no, they didn't start the Hawaiians. Um, but I think he left out the word fire there. Okay. See, now I, that's completely different, though. If you're saying that inept, government leadership caused 
the fire to be able to spread. That's completely different than some of the posts yeah. that I've seen saying okay, here's that the, the federal government started the fire here's, here's <laughs> on purpose. Deal. Here's the deal. We were caught by surprise because we'd never had a big fire on that island before. And as it turned out, we weren't prepared with what to do. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I get That's that. That's probably the simplest explanation, which probably is the true one. The social media. As, a, as opposed to there were all sorts of people in on this uh, uh you know, conspiracy. Yeah. Social media posts saying that they believe the federal government did it on purpose. I was just curious if anybody could explain that to me. And like I said, the reason I asked the question here is because I know from some of the posts that I have read, I recognize some of the names. And some of those names, people have appeared on this radio station before. So I was, I was just curious if anybody could explain that to me. I'm still waiting. In, in, the, in the event of a, uh, of a government conspiracy, you have to inform enough people to make the conspiracy happen. And the chances that every one of the people you tell about this uh, are going to be on your side and help you with the conspiracy are pretty low because some people are honest and some people will simply, you know, have more fun if they, uh, if they, you know, call and uh, expose the whole thing. So the chances are that it's going to be quiet and some guy sitting in his basement is going to figure out what happened simply because it's the one thing we haven't been told. No. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Got to take a uh, break here because we have to give away a $50 gift certificate to R&R Barbecue coming up. Um, but we will get to your phone calls and emails coming up after bottom of the hour. If you want to continue to email us, you can. Mike at KBOI.com or Chris at KBOI.com. And if you're going to text, we got about an hour and a half, a little over an hour and a half left for you to uh, get in on our poll that could pay off big time for you this morning because everybody who participates in the poll by texting us who you think is going to win the GOP debate tonight, just need a name, no right or wrong answer. We will pick one person at random. After 9.30 this morning to get tickets to the Boise Open on Friday, plus the concert on Friday night for Joan Jett. Just tell us who you're going to think is going to win the GOP primary tonight. It's going to be on Fox, 7 p.m. Just give us a name. That's all you have to do, and you have until about 9.30 to do that. We'll take a break. When we come back, somebody's going to get that $50 gift certificate once again this morning to R&R Barbecue. It's a Casper and Chris damn near impossible question after traffic and weather now. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. is brought to you once again by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. Silverhawk Realty looking to make sense of this crazy, crazy market here in the Treasure Valley. They can help you out. As a matter of fact, they can not only help you out in the Treasure Valley, but all across southwest and southeast Idaho. Offices in Sun Valley, Idaho Falls, and across the Treasure Valley. Call today at 208-888-4128. Joyce is going to get first crack at her question today. $50 gift certificate. R&R Barbecue. Use it at any of their locations, downtown Boise or in Meridian, at the Village of Meridian. Great barbecue. Joyce, all U.S. presidents now follow a tradition of wearing an uh, American flag pin. Hasn't always been that way. It's only been going on for about the last 50 years or so. There's one specific thing that started this tradition. Our question for you today, what is that one specific thing that started the tradition? Nixon started wearing the pin after he saw the film, The Candidate. 
close enough. It wasn't <laughs> Nixon who actually saw it. It was his chief of sa- staff who saw the candidate starring Robert Redford in 1972 and said, hey, that's pretty cool. Nixon, you need to start doing this. And he did, and everybody since has so, worn an American flag pin, every president. So everybody does it now because it was H.R. Haldeman's idea? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, uh-huh. hey, Chris, he, he, not all his ideas were bad. Okay. <laughs> Hold on, Joyce. However, we do have a list of ones that were. <laughs> Some of them uh, may have put him in prison. Uh, the, the American flag pin, though, wasn't one of those. Um, congratulations, Joyce. Hang on the line. $50 gift certificate for you for uh, the barbecue. R&R Barbecue. We've got more to give away. As a matter of fact, all this week we're giving away. We'll give you another chance coming up tomorrow morning. Don't forget, we uh, still have the tickets for the Boise Open coming up this Friday, along with the Boise Open golf tickets. You're going to get tickets to the sold-out Joan Jet Show, and it's just taking part in our poll this morning. That's all you have to do, and you have until about 9.30. you got one more hour. All you have to do is text us, 208-336-3700. Tell us who you think is going to win. Um, we'll give you early polling results when we come back after news at the bottom of the hour um the results so far might surprise you like i said this is an unofficial casper and chris poll there's no right or wrong answer just give us who you think is going to win the debate tonight among the eight people who are in the debate trump is not in the debate not officially in so just the eight people that are officially in the debate who do you think is going to win uh go ahead you can text us 208-336-3700 it's 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. One of the songs you're going to hear Friday night, Joan Jett, Bad Reputation. Part of the concert, the Boise Open, presented by Albertsons. Chance to uh, see that concert for free. As a matter of fact, that's the only way you're going to be able to get your uh, concert tickets is by winning them us from us here at News Talk KBOI because the concert officially a sellout. All three concerts are officially sold out as of right now. Uh, you have a chance to go, though, if you would like to take part in our poll that is going on right now. You have uh, about an hour longer to text us your thoughts on who is going to win tonight's debate. 7 o'clock, when the debate is on, if you want to watch it. If you have an interest in watching it, okay. If not, you, you, don't, you, you don't have to. You, you can't say Trump, even though we, we have agreed no. that chances are he'll get the most benefit out of it. Only the qualified candidates okay. uh, are who you so, are. Okay. We want to hear you. We've so. had some people try to put Trump. He is not in the debate tonight, so he can't so, win. Side note here. Bruce, you have to vote again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, though. 
Um, so once again, if you want to place your vote, you do this. This is an unofficial poll this morning, Casper and Chris, GOP debate poll, 208-336-3700, and just give us a name. That's all, who you think is going to win. And everybody has a different name, so um, you really only have to give us your first name if you want. Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Mike Pence, Chris Christie, Tim Scott, Vivek Ramswamy, Doug Burgum, and uh, Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson. Now, those are the eight qualified debaters tonight, master debaters. Um, so go ahead and give us who you think is going to win. There is no right or wrong answer, but everybody who is participating in the poll will be qualified uh, at random to get those tickets coming up once again cool. uh, tomorrow night. Told you as we were going to break, I would give you the latest update. Let me get these uh, last couple of votes. I just uh, did a quick quick count for you here just a few minutes ago oh and these will uh help De- uh ron DeSantis take a uh lead mm-hmm. now up until about 15 minutes ago vivek ranswami was in first place out of all the people who were texting us this morning um he has now fallen to second he's a close oh. second bruce bruce uh, wrote back and voted for tim Tim Scott. All right, yeah. let me put uh, Tim in there now. So um, Ron DeSantis now takes a commanding, uh, not, not even a commanding lead. He takes a little bit of a lead over Vivek. And like I said, Ron DeSantis just took a lead over the last 15 minutes. Vivek is in second place. Now, Ron and Vivek have by far the most votes so far on what people think who is going to win uh, tonight's debate. Um, Tim Scott is in third, quite a ways behind. Actually, Tim Scott and Mike Pence are tied mm-hmm. uh, for third, and then Chris Christie and uh, Doug Burgum are bringing up the uh, rear. Asa nope. Hutchinson, no vote. From what I understand, not a single Christian nationalist wants to vote for Vivek. <laughs> Nikki Haley, no votes, um, and there is one vote for Chris Christie. Mm. One. One only. So... There, there we have so far. Like I said, if you want to get those tickets, everybody who, there's no winner, uh, everybody who participates will be in on the grand prize drawing at random for the Boise Open presented by Albertsons Golf Tickets. And, uh, also the uh, concert is included with that coming up tomorrow night. Now, there are a handful of candidates who did not qualify for the uh, stage. Texas Representative Will Hurd, Miami Mayor Francis Suarez, neither of them appeared to have met the polling requirements needed to qualify. Mm. Hurd, by the way, has also vowed not to sign any RNC loyalty pledge, just as Donald Trump has said he will not sign a pledge. That's the reason why Donald Trump met all of the... Now, he may be auditioning to be vice president. Who's that? Hurd. Hurd? Very well could. All of these very well could be. Uh, I'm guessing some of them aren't, though. Perry Johnson, businessman Perry Johnson, conservative radio host Larry Elder, and Pastor Ryan Binkley all did not qualify for the debate. Most of them not exactly household names. No. Uh, Matter of fact, a few of them I didn't even know were were running, to tell you the truth. Which could be the problematic part of why they're not in the debate. There's a list that has dozens and dozens of people on it, but you know, a few of them are confirmed crackpots. But... All of them have, in some way or another, registered to vote. I mean, to uh, to run. <laughs> counter-programming tonight. Donald Trump, uh, uh, as we've told you, will not be in the debate. Mm-hmm. He is counter-programming against the debate. Uh, recorded an interview that will wear- air on X, formerly known as Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that will run 
at the same time, by the way, if you're wanting to tune into either one of those, um, they will both be happening at 7 o'clock our time tonight. They did a survey recently, by the way, and uh, of Twitter users, and of those they surveyed, roughly 93% thought that changing the name from Twitter to X was a stupid idea. I still Here's what I st- still see officially from Twitter. Uh, I'm sorry, X is X, and then in parentheses, formally Twitter. <laughs> like, if you're going to well, put formally the other, Twitter, the other thing why, they did, why did you change it? The other thing they did is, let's say that you're somebody famous. Well, let's say that you are, in fact, Donald Trump. Uh, in Twitter, you could get verified, meaning that they found out that you are actually Donald Trump. They put a check mark next to your name, and you are verified that you are that person. So uh, when people, you know, see, uh, I mean, because there were there were a hundred more even uh, parody accounts going, you know, the, the the real real Donald Trump or the real DJT and stuff like that, and and they they weren't him; they were just people being funny, but. When somebody was really there, they had the check mark, and you knew it was that person. Well, they got rid of that system, and the system that uh, Elon Musk put into uh, effect was that if you pay a certain amount of money, you can get the check mark, even if you pretend to be Carol Burnett or whoever. Right. You know, it doesn't matter. If you pay, you get the check mark. And so now the check marks are worthless. Unless you pay, right? No. <laughs> well, I mean, they're they're worth whatever you paid for it, but... Uh, it, it means nothing yeah. because I could go on right now and I could get a check mark saying that my name was Abraham Lincoln if I paid for it. And it, guess what? It isn't. It does mean something. It means that Elon Musk can make a lot of money off of that people that are paying well, for that check mark. Right? Name, I mean, that was the only reason he did it. Name something Elon Musk can't make a lot of money off of. <laughs> Much shorter list. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, Marion Meridian writes, some callers expect the government, this is, uh, we were talking a little bit earlier about fires being started. Some people believe the fires in Maori were started by the federal government on purpose. Nobody's been able to explain why that would possibly happen. Marion Meridian writes in, some callers expect the government to be prepared for every single possible disaster and save every single thing uh, in its way. If you've been there, you know most of it is a lush jungle in the middle of the ocean. The probability of a wildfire taking out a whole city is so minuscule that these same people would complain when they even suggested spending resources to prepare for it. Government isn't a catch-all. They uh, are you. Local authorities were too busy saving loved ones to imagine their islands burning down. See, that's a sensible answer. And it didn't involve a government conspiracy. It's just dopey folks being dopey folks and and panicking when the time is right to panic. Mary, that was a well-thought-out, cognizant email. Here it comes. And don't ever email us again. Yeah, what are you trying to do? Spoil the program? I know. Making sense like that? Grief. Uh, an email that made sense. Thank you, Mary, for the email. Yes. 208 sincerity, thank you. Uh, yes, I'm email. being sincere, too. Right. 208-336-3700. At, at long last, yes, you are. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We will uh, take a break. You can email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. When we come back, Donald Trump, we've been talking a lot about him because he is not in the debate tom- tonight. Um, big news for him tomorrow, however. He officially will turn himself in. Odds makers making certain bets on Donald Trump when he turns himself in tomorrow. Want to make some money? 
will uh, tell you what the odds are on certain things. It's like betting on the Super Bowl and yeah. what sort of Gatorade is going to be or thrown what, on the winning coach. Yeah, will the losing coach be wearing a hat? <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that when we come back here on News Talk KBY. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. All right, uh, Tim Scott picking up a few more votes. Uh, Ron DeSantis still in the lead, but just barely. You got uh, Ron in uh, Vivek or Vivek. Just got a uh, text message in. Tell Mike it's pronounced Vivek. I've heard it pronounced both ways, and as a matter of fact, just recently, within the last week or so, have I heard people start to pronounce it Vivek. So I don't know if it's supposed to be Vivek the entire time, and because he's become more popular, um, now now they're asking. So how do you pronounce your name? So you may be you may be right. It's either Vivek because I have heard it pronounced both ways uh, on media, or Vivek. It's spelled V I V E K, is how he spells his his name. So. Thanks thanks for that. Mm. I'm sure after tonight when you listen in, um, we'll hear how they pronounce it. If it's Vivek or this, Vivek. Uh, this one's not uh, signed, but it says, What happened with the information Trump was going to reveal to prove his innocence last Monday? Did he? I have not heard another word about it. No, his lawyers yeah. apparently informed him that that was a bad idea to do that last Monday. So he's going to wait and do it just in court. Yeah, if you and if you're going to do it, you know, you might as well do it in court when it's on the record and uh, you can be in front of jurors. See, I, if you actually do have that proof, it's a good time to do it, I, right? I think if you have proof about the truth about something, that really getting it out there just as quickly as possible is a, a good idea. But then again, I'm not a political strategist or a lawyer. Or a lawyer. Uh, the problem is, if he if he released it on Monday, like he said, it's not going to stop the court case from going forward anyway. No, that's true. So why release it? You know, until until you have it in court. If and of course, like we other, said, if you do have that proof, the other possibility is that there isn't any proof, and uh, mm-hmm. he was just hoping there would be by Monday. But I don't know that for a fact either. Mike writes in, says, uh, I don't think you guys are as innocent or ignorant as you're letting on to be. If you are, we can only explain it to you. We can't make you understand. Ever hear of propaganda governments issued to their own citizens? It can and does and did happen, so don't act surprised. It's different times and tactics, but the BS still exists. All right, Mike. Once again, please explain to me. You didn't explain to me the question that I asked. Why, if you believe the federal government started the Maui fires on purpose, why? You, yeah. you just, you just basically just criticized us. That's all you did. You, you didn't say why you believe. That's why, that's all I asked this morning. I'm not saying that whether the government did or didn't, I have my beliefs. No, every t- but every there are time, people that believe that the federal government started the Maui fire on purpose. Every time somebody says something terrible happened and here's whose fault it was, and one of us says, no, nah, I don't think it was, somebody writes in and says, are you telling me that people never do bad things? No, my answer wasn't quite that general. I'm saying in this particular situation, I do not think the federal government started the Maui fires because I don't think the federal government necessarily is in the business of killing thousands of Americans, uh, you know, or hundreds of Americans, whatever, all at the same time just to make a point or whatever it is they were trying to do. Yeah. So uh, I appreciate your email. I appreciate your listening, uh, but you still didn't explain it to me. You, you, you didn't explain it, and you not only 
didn't explain it, but I can't understand it because you didn't explain it. You just basically criticized us. So mm-hmm. once again, if you think the federal government started the Maui fires, like it sounds like you do, if you think they started the fires on purpose, tell me what your reasoning is. Why did the government do it? Why did they kill thousands of people? Why did they wipe out an and, entire town? And is there anybody that knew about this plan that isn't coming forward to say so? How many people do you figure knew about it? Only one, Chris, because Again, in a conspiracy, if more than one knows, oh, yeah. then they can't that, keep that their mouths shut. You know, and, and even so, I mean, in a conspiracy, you need help. So you need to get people to help you with a project. And my guess is that not 100% of the people you ask to help you are going to be willing to do so. And probably even some will consider it to be a very, very unethical thing to do and will then alert, you know, their immediate supervisor or the authorities or something of that nature. So even the biggest conspiracies sometimes probably only involve two or three people. But those two or three people sometimes have power and can make other people do things they don't know they're doing. And remember, if the biggest conspiracy, you know, involves three people, say it involves three people, uh, the main person in charge is going to kill the other two people so that there are nobody, there's nobody else that knows about the conspiracy. Yeah. And, and of course, that is a common Cosa Nostra practice. 208-336-3700. you got about half an hour to uh, give us your impression on who's going to win tonight's GOP debate. If you do, everybody who is uh, in will get qualified for the Boise Open tickets presented by Albertsons along with the Joan Jack concert tickets. You have until about 830 at 208-336-3700. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. I can tell you that Governor Burgum was really looking forward to being on this debate stage. I caught up with him just last week at the Iowa State Fair. He saw this as a moment to introduce himself to voters on such a national stage. And so this would be a setback if he's unable to make the debate stage. He was hanging out with his staff last night, playing this game of pickup basketball where he injured himself. He was taken to the emergency room. The headline right now is just super unclear if he'll be able to take the debate stage tonight. Obviously, he'd be missing a very big moment because of his injuries if he's unable to participate. Mm, possibly there were only seven. <laughs> or he could or, pill, uh, he could. Yeah, he are could, they going to let a substitute in to be the eighth guy? Or, or he, he could pull. Who was, who was the basketball player that uh, was out and then came back, uh, uh, Willis, in a playoff game? You would know this. Oh, you mean from the Knicks? For, yeah. Um, came back and basically on one leg ended up willing his team to uh, victory. They, maybe he could do that tonight on one leg. Willis Reed, yeah. Willis Reed. He could come out uh, and and will himself to victory in uh, cool. the debate tonight. Who, who uh, knows? I mean, I was going to say a more modern version, but the one I'm thinking of was Kirk back in 19... It would be Kirk Gibson, but that was 1988, so... It's not that much more money. No. Um, I'm still 35 years ago. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wires. Phone lines are open, as I mentioned. You've got uh, just uh, about a half an hour left if you want to go ahead and uh, just text us who you think is going to win tonight. That's it. It's our Casper and Chris GOP primary poll, first GOP primary poll tonight, 7 o'clock. It'll be aired on Fox. Right now, uh, we have a dead heat between uh, Vivek 
Ramswamy and uh, Ron DeSantis. They're in a dead heat, and then following pretty far behind, uh, Tim Scott is in third place. Pence, Christie, both uh, right there hanging with Tim Scott. But two people are by far being predicted by our listeners this morning. Remember, everybody who has participated in the poll this morning will get a chance to um, be in on the grand prize drawing. We'll just pick one person at random from everybody who has participated, and you'll get uh, the tickets to the Boise Open presented by Albertson's Golf all day, and then after the golf, you just walk down the 18th fairway, and you will get to see Joan Jett sold-out concert. So about 30 more minutes. Get that in. I know it's an old idea. It's had some support over time, but it comes and goes. But I still think that maybe instead of the debates, they should you know do the Thunderdome. If you want ratings... That would bring yeah. in the ratings. How bad do you want to be president? That would bring in the ratings. What was that? Two, two candidates enter. One, one candidate. Was, what, one, they, no, no. It's got to be Who candidates. was it that did the song? Two Tribes was the name of the song. And they did a, to, there Frank, you go. Frankie, Frankie goes, goes to, to Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, they had, uh, what was it? Um, Gorbachev and Reagan yeah. in a death match. And awesome video. But if they would do the same thing, could you imagine? You put that on pay-per-view. How many people would watch Trump take on DeSantis? I would. I'd pay. I'd pay sixty bucks to see that. Or you could just, you know, wait and do uh, Thunderdome when they have the two candidates. You know, for, for one Democrat, one yeah. uh, Republican. Uh, Max and Boise, listening on six seventy AM this morning. Thank you for being patient, waiting through news there at the top of the hour. Good morning to you. Yes. Good morning, fellers. Um, well, how about rollerball? That might work. Ooh, I like well, that. I like rollerball too. I'd pay to see that. Any, anything, anything that's a dystopian sport would be a good idea. Uh, listen, um, I'd like to break the tie, but thanks to your program, I'm already going to my first Boise Open tomorrow. Thank oh, you, good for, for you. Good for you. You're welcome. So let me at least say, Governor DeSantis, uh, Florida boy. So okay. Um, you know, I've I've been listening as a, a friend of the program for almost the entire show i haven't heard anything about what i've noticed from the locals they seem to be very paranoid of their historic buildings that have burned down to the foundation being overrun by developers well that's because immediately uh, the developers came in and started offering people money for this you know i mean it's still uh basically uh it's uh, property right on the ocean in Hawaii, which, you know, is at a premium yeah. always. Mm-hmm. Well, we know there's an unholy alliance between government and big tech. What about government and developers? So just yeah, it, throwing it, it out there, guys. It, no, I, it, it pretty it, much it, all qualifies as unholy, I would yeah, think. And I get that, but, <laughs> yes. I mean, do people actually believe that the federal... That, that That's my question. Do you really believe, not talking you specifically, using the generic right. you... Do you really believe the federal government, as you said, and, and you know, in your conspiracy theory, along with developers, got together and said the only way we're going to get these people out of there so that you can develop whatever it is that you want to develop there, whether it's a 15-minute smart city or whatever, is if we burn them out? Do you yeah, really I believe the federal government and, and people like that would do that on purpose? I just don't. No. No, I don't either. Uh, I was on a project in Santa Paula, uh, California, and the uh, Santa Ana winds came up. Edison had not de-energized the power lines, 
it started a fire just north of my job site, and that was the one that burned clear up through Ventura into Santa yeah. Barbara, Montecito, and then following a couple months later, the floods, you know, that came with our mm-hmm. with our rains. You know, and, and the thing in and, and the thing in California when they did that, and then the power companies said, "Okay, look." It started the fire. We get it. We're being sued for billions of dollars because it was, you know, our electric lines that started the fire. So from now on, whenever there is a wind above this level, we're going to shut off power. Man, you should have heard the Californians howling when they shut off power. (laughs) You just can't win. It's like, well, wait a minute. You said we started the fire. We're fighting these lawsuits for billions of dollars because we didn't turn off the power. Now we're turning off the power. It's like, but it's hot. Yeah, we need our air conditioning. You don't have to make it inconvenient just because it's a disaster. They went as far as to shut it down on a midday Thanksgiving day. Everybody's turkey spoiled. They had to take it out and figure out a way to cook their turkey because the power went out at noon. What's more important? People losing their yeah. homes or people losing their turkeys on Thanksgiving? Turkey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you for the well, call. Thanks, thanks for what you do for all of us in the community. You do a great service. And, Chris, you keep me laughing oh. where I can't hardly stand it. <laughs> Thank thanks, you. Have a blessed day, fellas. All right. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, you for the call, Max. Appreciate it. Uh, Mike wrote in again mm-hmm. on the conspiracy theory. Mike uh, uh, says... I wasn't talking about Hawaii specifically. There is no explanation for that. Nobody knows uh, that, but the people responsible, and they are not going to talk about it, get real. Hawaii is just a speck in comparison to the big picture. It is a part of the big plan. World domination has been attempted throughout history. Why is it so hard for people to understand that these days? Okay, once again, Mike, you're still not hearing me, so clear out your ears once again. Why do you specifically think, I, I get what you believe in all this other stuff that somebody is trying to get world domination and take over the world, whatever. I am specifically talking about right. Hawaii and the people who believe in the conspiracy that the federal government started the fires on purpose in Maui. That's specifically what I'm talking about. So you're dancing all around the subject saying that there's other things that you think is going on. I don't care about that. I'm specifically talking about Hawaii and mm-hmm. the social media posts that I have seen with many people weighing in, thinking, saying the federal government started this fire on purpose. Why? I don't get it. Why? So tell me that. Not about However, we're all not, the other things that you think about conspiracy we're not, theories. We're not making a generalization and saying that the American government would never do something bad. No. In in, in, 40, in history. In, in 49 states, you can go to the library and read about it. In in our 240-plus years of history, you can get many, many examples of the U.S. government doing bad things. I haven't ever seen a part where they have specifically started a, a fire in a town, not having to do with the Civil War, for instance, well. but... Talking about not counting Tulsa in the twenties, but apart from that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, talking about you know specifically starting a fire that kills over a thousand people, right? What what's the reason? Why do you think that that is what the federal government did? So if you have that, if you have that reason why you why you specifically think that, go ahead and give us a call two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wires. If you're on the phone, stay right where you are. I promise. Got to take a break here, um, and we will get to you when we come back. 
Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, Gordon and Council listening in on 93.1 FM this morning. Good morning, Gordon. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hi, good morning. Uh, imagining conspiracies has replaced baseball as the great American <laughs> It's really, it's really sad. I, people, it's fun. It, it, it challenges the imagination. But really, it's, it's destructive if you just blame the government for millions and millions of things. People just naturally lose faith. And there's a cure for it. There's a cure for it. And you mentioned the cure today in your show, The Thunderdome, the movie The Thunderdome. <laughs> the most compelling scene of movie, of, of any movie of all time, is in The Thunderdome. It's, do you remember that? Mel Gibson is being <laughs> swung at with a big axe by this monstrous guy in a hideous costume, and a hideous mask, and he's just struggling for his life, trapped in this round cage. And somehow Gibson gets the, gets the upper hand, and he tears off the mask of this monster before he delivers his death blow. And when he tears the mask off, do you remember what he sees? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and describe it. Well, as uh, as Master put it, uh, it, it turned out to be Blaster. And as Master put it, he has the mind of a child. He was, a, how should we say, a, cha- a, men- a mentally challenged individual. Absolutely. The most innocent, terrified child. Right. And, and you know, so that's, that's what's wrong. It'll help you deal with jumping to conclusions, especially when there's violence in your mind. Thank you for the call, Gordon. Appreciate it. Good points there. Mary writes in and says, no, that's not what happened in Hawaii. No one imagined wildfire in Hawaii and multiple human errors caused the wrong responses. A tragic comedy of fatal errors on state and local level and personal. No federal meddling needed. See, and and that's what I believe. I I definitely believe there were mistakes made by the state government. Um, But like I said, and the reason I ask this, is because I've seen on social media posts that there are some people, and I, I've seen a picture of what looks like a beam of light coming down from the heavens, mm-hmm. and somebody claimed that that was proof that the federal government apparently had a satellite up there that in, was lighting the fires in heaven. Wow, in, with with somewhere in our heavens, mm. um, a satellite up there firing down this beam of light that started fires. That was their their proof, not that it was the sun shining through or anything like that, or that it could have possibly been photoshopped. But they said, <laughs> see, look, this is the proof that the federal government started the fires in what? in Maui. The thing that I heard most when people said, well, there's a wildfire burning you know, in Hawaii at all. First of all, people thought it was the Big Island because they thought, well, it must have been caused by hot lava, right? Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's the, that's the first thing I thought. And then people said, no, it's in Maui. Well, Maui doesn't have any, uh, you know, volcano- volcanoes. volcanoes that, uh, well, technically they're active because you're an active volcano, I guess, if you've gone off like in the last several hundred years. But but anyway, they're, they're, they're uh, not going off right now. Currently erupting. And so people were like, well, I mean, you know, I've been to Hawaii. It, it, you know how often it rains in Hawaii? It sprinkles about every two hours. And it'll rain for 15 minutes. It'll stop. The, the locals don't do anything. Tourists will run for their hotel, but then they'll come back because the sun comes out again. That's just Hawaii. Yeah. And they said, well, you know, it's so humid there. 
how could there be a wildfire burning? Well, apparently they've had some drought conditions on Maui, and, you know, it it was uh, like the perfect storm. Yeah. Uh, Lily writes in, someone told me that they have relatives in Hawaii and said that the Chinese started the fire. Oh, here, here's a different conspiracy. Uh, anyway, the debate tonight should have a uh, lot of comic relief. Can you imagine that many guys and one girl all trying to yap at once? Um, yeah, kind of, kind of. If you remember the <laughs> past <laughs> Democratic and Republican debates, yeah, I, I can imagine it because I've seen it before. Um, another email, Mike at KBY.com. Why do you request your listeners, who most likely are moral, upright, decent citizens, why do you request them to think of why evil people are motivated to do evil? I don't have a clue as to the why, but I know that they are capable, and it is a possibility. Why does Bill Gates? was everything at his fingertips tips want to harm the little guy under the guise of supposedly helping him. Why can't they just leave people alone? I get that. And, and like we've mentioned earlier this morning, there have been many times throughout history that the federal government has not done good. Nobody's still been able to explain to me why they think the federal government, even though they believe it, why they think the federal government started these fires on purpose. That's what I'm asking. Mm. I, I, I just, it's beyond me. On this conspiracy theory. I don't get it. Kevin wrote in. He says, no conspiracy can ever have more than one person involved. A strong contender for the dumbest thing I've heard all year. Okay, now you said that, but... I was being sarcastic. However, I I think what you kind of meant is something my father-in-law used to say all the time. He worked in the Pentagon, and he was taught there that uh, a secret is only a secret if you don't tell a second person. Mm -hmm. Okay, once once two people know, it's no longer a secret. But that's not conspiracy, that's secret. Anyway, uh, Kevin goes on. Uh, Many real conspiracies have been conducted throughout history, and the fact that we know about them now, long after the fact, doesn't mean they weren't successful. Caesar's assassination, the Boston Tea Party, the 9-11 hijackers, these are all real conspiracies that we know about because of their success. The conspirators successfully kept their secrecy until the plot was carried out. Unless your definition of a conspiracy is a secret plot that's never discovered by anyone who isn't involved, which would make it pointless to define it as a crime, that definition conveniently makes it impossible for any discovered plot to be a real conspiracy. It's like when people say, you know, they call somebody the greatest murderer of all time or the greatest burglar of all time. No, the greatest criminals of all time you never Never heard heard of. of. Yeah. All right, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Final chance to take part in our poll this morning. Tell us who you think is going to win the debate tonight, GOP debate right now. Vivek and Ron are tied. All right, final chance to weigh in. Now, why is this good uh, for you to weigh in? Because this is your final chance to get your tickets to Joan Jett concert tomorrow night and golf all day. I'm sorry, Friday night and golf all day Friday. All right, we'll pick one person at random from everybody all morning long who has uh, participated in our poll. They will get those tickets. This is a final chance. These are our final pair of tickets that we will be giving away for Joan Jett on Friday and golf on Friday. So 208-336-3700. Just text us who you think, just your opinion, who you think will win as the candidates face off tonight. You've got just a few more minutes. Um Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. All right, as the uh, final few people taking part in our polls start to roll in with uh, their final chance to be in in our drawing today, I'll just tell you right now, 
as we start to close down the polls. You still have a few few more seconds if you want to get in at 208-336-3700. Text us who you think is going to win tonight. Uh, Vivek, Vivek just took a small lead over Ron DeSantis. Those two are by far ahead of uh, everybody else as of right now. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, Chris from Nampa, listening on 93.1 FM this morning. Uh, thanks for being patient. Holding on. You yep, Is I'm it here. you that are a believer that the federal government started the fire in Maui? Well, well, let's, let's back up. No, I so I look at the conspiracy theories as kind of like a hobby or or something. It's, okay. It's not, I don't know if I necessarily believe. You know, I... I'm kind of like some people. I don't believe the government always has our best interest in mind, but I'm not going to be the guy that says, oh, yeah, they burnt Maui down for sure. I'm not I'm not quite there yet. Every, everything have, you just said, by the way, I believe. Uh-huh. I believe the same thing. I don't always <laughs> believe the government necessarily has our best interests at heart. However, I really find it hard to believe that the federal government is going to burn down Lahaina. But I've got, so I've got a, a family member uh, that he follows this stuff way more than I do. And he's watched some videos about it and everything else. And the reason, the one of the theories that they burnt Maui down or Lahaina or however you say it, is that they want to turn it into a smart city, a government-controlled smart city. And here's where I get a little sketchy and my memory's a little off. And so I guess because of all the natural and all the old things on Maui, it's um, it's a it's a protected city, so they can't just go and start bulldozing things down. Mm-hmm. So the only way they could really turn it into a smart city is to burn it down, because then there's nothing there to protect anymore. And supposedly, again, supposedly, I wasn't in the meeting or watched the videos. Not too long ago, in the last three, six months, they actually have supposedly, I can't say actually, but let me, let me, let me backtrack. Allegedly. Allegedly, there we go, allegedly have actually had meetings about doing this. So, again, it's all a conspiracy theory. It's all this. But I, I always find it intriguing. And I, I, some of them are, some of them make me laugh a lot. And some of them are like, you know, I can kind of see that. But. At the end of the day, uh, you know, would you put it past them? No. Would you like to think they did it? No. But it's it's, it's kind of one of those things. Chris, that, that's all I know. Chris, yes, we've we spent the last few hours looking for somebody to try explain, <laughs> and not not necessarily, um, you know, whether it's true or not. Just try to explain because I couldn't understand why somebody would think that the federal government would burn down Lahaina and kill over a thousand people and you just explained basically after a couple of hours to something that I can at least understand and maybe believe that people believe of why the federal government might do it. I still don't believe it. However, now I understand why some people may believe that and it it makes sense. uh, And there have been and there have, uh, I guess, allegedly, let's stick that word. That's a good word for this topic. Allegedly, there ha- there were several sightings of like the little laser beams coming out of the heavens, as you described. There, you know, allegedly, there there were several 
witnesses that said they saw something like that. Bre- you know, breathing, bre- breathing in fumes at the time. Remember, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, yeah, I've yeah, seen that yeah. same thing here in the yeah, Treasure Valley, yeah. and it, it's just the sun and a beam of light coming through the clouds. I mean, I've seen the exact same pictures that they, they've shown showing, hey, this is proof that there were lasers that started to fire from the federal government. And it's like, mm, and the, yeah. is it? And the thing that makes me laugh about some of these things is that, uh, you know, you, you watch the commercials about how you can do a, a full music video with an iPhone, and people are going to think, no, that's real. Nobody photoshopped that. But you can shoot a video and you can crop it and prop it and everything you can do yeah. with your cell phone. And now people are going to be like, oh, no, that's that's the real legit deal on that. So, But that being said, if you need any more conspiracy theories answered, keep my number <laughs> and right. call me because we'll I do. have the connection to this. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Chris uh, in Napa. Appreciate it. He's got a relative that watches YouTube, so you know. What the hell is going on this morning, Chris? There's a, there's a, a call. We've had numerous callers. We've had emailers who have made nothing but sense this morning. Something's going on. Mm. Hashtag sarcasm. Fluke. Um, told you uh, we were going to get to this. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I meant to get to this half an hour ago, and I can't not get to this because Donald Trump is turning himself in tomorrow. Uh, for booking in Georgia. Online sport book, sports books are, are going wild with prop bets on everything. Really? Yes. One book on, such as bookmaker site, Bet Online, has offered the over under on what Trump will weigh. Oh, because they weigh him. They right. weigh him, exactly. Um, 273.5 pounds for Trump's weight. Upon his surrender to authorities so, in Fulton County, you're not uh, going with uh, Doctor Jackson way back when, who said that he weighs about two thirty. No, okay. According to Bet Online employee Dave Mason, seventy-seven percent of the gamblers had taken the over bet on Trump's weight so far, and the book had to change the odds, and they've increased well, the total by eight pounds I mean, now. he's on TV a lot, and you know, uh, TV adds, what is it, 80 or 90 pounds? Is that what it is? <laughs> Here's the thing. Um, Maybe it's not that much. Donald Trump, uh, in the last time that he checked in, they didn't actually weigh him, and who knows, maybe they won't. They said that they were not going to treat him any different than anybody else being charged in Georgia. Uh, when he weighed in in his last indictment, he didn't weigh in. They only asked him how much uh, he weighed, and Trump said he weighed 240 pounds. Oh, crap. Keep in mind... Again, I don't know what people weigh. Donald Trump is six foot three, mm-hmm. supposedly. Um, and he is a reasonably large mammal. He, yeah, yeah, there's no way he only weighs 240 pounds, in my opinion. So I, along with 77% of the other people, would put my money... On the over. That's right. just me. Meanwhile, gamblers looking to cash in uh, on Trump's weight were worth noting uh, so far that bet online is set far above any weight that has been recently reported. Trump uh, told officials he stood six foot two, weighed 240 pounds, though those measurements were self reported and not verified. 2020, White House physician Sean Conley listed Trump as being six foot, six foot three and weighing 244 pounds on his annual physical. Other prop bets, if you want to bet, you have until tomorrow to do it when he turns himself in. Um, whether Trump will be smiling in his Georgia mugshot. Mug hmm, I think he will. 
I say no. I would I, take I, that bet and say no. Th- he's not going to be smart. I think so. It's 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 the Bob Hope thing. Act like you don't care. Bookmaker currently heavily favors uh, no mugshot smile, offering odds of two to eleven that the mugshot will remain as a frown. So you can get good odds, Chris. You All can right. make some money in there. Put a, put down a hundred dollars. You can make some. You can make some money. Tie color. You can bet on that. Red is by far the favorite probability I mean, you, of sixty nine percent. But you, you've seen the smile I'm talking about, where, mm-hmm. where Trump yeah. smiles like he's saying, "You think you're winning, don't you?" Yeah. Uh-huh. Wait till you find out. Still a smile, right? Yeah. yeah. Still considered a smile. Uh, red uh, favorite of all the colors of the tie, sixty nine percent. No tie. Second favorite option at seventy really? four odds. I'm gonna go red tie. I'm gonna say no tie. Red tie. See, we'll have to keep man- keep keep uh, remember these. Um, if you really want to make when, a lot of money, when does he when does he dress casually? I guess when he when he's playing golf. When he's right? playing golf. I've seen him not wear a tie with a, a suit jacket before. Really? Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you really want to put a long shot odd on twenty five to one that he wears a green tie. Uh, another online sports book, Bovada, offering odds on whether Trump will be wearing a MAGA hat in his mugshot. 25 to 1 odds. There's no way he's going to be allowed to wear a hat. I, I would I would take that bet and bet $1,000 against him wearing a hat. And, and Boy, I would, if, if I did, he would be the first one ever allowed <laughs> to wear a hat. They're not going to let him wear a hat in a mug shot. Once again, he's due to... Don't know what time it's going to happen tomorrow, but due to turn himself in sometime tomorrow. Those are some of the odds that you can get. Um, once again, I just want to remind everybody who is listening this morning, betting here in Idaho, even online betting, as, mm-hmm. as those are online betting sites, is illegal. So you're breaking the law. Don't do it. Wink, wink. Does it, does it say on, say, like the first page of those betting sites, uh, here's a list of places where you can't make a bet? No. Oh, they, they don't help you out with that, huh? <laughs> no. And here in Idaho, it's difficult to do it because the websites are blocked. Okay, but there is ways around it. I'm not I, I, allegedly. There is. I wh- hear there is ways. There, I hear there are ways to oh, get around oh, okay. it. Okay, allegedly. Ed Mountain Home. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Hello. Hello. Hi, Ed. Hey, I, I got to make a comment about. The conspiracy theory over in Hawaii. Okay, it was it was neglect by way of the officials that they voted into office, mayors, and they said they went to fire hydrants that didn't work. Okay, they okay. said they went to numerous fire hydrants that didn't work. How often do you check a fire hydrant and it don't work? You put a bag on it. That's pretty common. But the seventy mile an hour winds and the high pressure hitting the low pressure. And the grass four foot tall. I don't know whether that's all federally funded, but you know that's a that's a tender box. Yeah. Uh, here's here's what I'd like to check into and find out. I heard last night on TV that the FEMA guys that was over there helping the poor Hawaiians uh, were staying in rooms that cost anywhere upwards of between seven hundred and forty five hundred a night. For their rooms. That might have been the only they, thing left. I, I was just going to say the only thing left are those expensive rooms. Okay, but they're gonna, and, if, and FEMA's going to allow them guys to stay in a room that costs, out of our taxpayer money, $3,000 a day. Was it, and they're giving, they're giving the Hawaiians that got all their stuff burnt down, they're giving them $700 and then 
our lovely president shows up for a measly three hours and tells us how bad it was when his house burnt. Creepy little, creepy little guy said that he almost lost his cat, and if the fire would have continued to burn, it was going to burn his '67 Corvette up. You know, he makes me puke. And you know, you got poor Hawaiians over there lost everything, and they don't even know where their kids are at. And there's still what 800 people. 800 people still missing, and that yeah, over over a thousand still missing. Fire. Yeah, over a okay, thousand. Okay, but I mean, there's 800. There's 800 people that still burn up in that fire, and Joe Biden shows up with his little torpy wife and says, "Oh boy, we almost we had a house fire in Delaware, and I was over at Meat Press, and we almost lost our cat." It's all about him, ain't it? You know what? He makes me sick. All right. Thank you for the call, Phil. Um, you, if you do notice that uh, President Joe Biden, and I don't know, I haven't paid enough attention to know if he does this all the time. Um, he does like to include anecdotes that do empathize. Em, I guess, yeah, maybe empathize. He does try to make it about him um, when he talks about certain things. I mean, you've seen him do it with his son when he claims that his son um, was killed in Afghanistan or Iraq, sorry, in Iraq, which isn't true. Um, you know, this, him losing his house or almost losing his house, cat and car and his wife being killed, uh, was debunked almost immediately there, after he said it. But there, he, there's I, a I noticed difference. he does that a lot. There's a difference between telling somebody during comforting time, I know how you feel and making it all about you though. Yeah. Yeah. I like, if I said to somebody, if, you know, if, if they suddenly lost, you know, family members and I said, I know how you feel, I've lost my entire uh, immediate family, you know, in, in recent years, mm-hmm. uh, that wouldn't be me bragging like I've had it worse than no, you. That would no. just be me trying to empathize and say, I know how you feel. And I think that's where the complaints come in. It's like, you don't know how we feel. You almost lost your your cat and your 67 Corvette, so don't tell us you know how you feel. Um, there were people uh, upset by it, but I think he's just trying to... Uh, I'm, I'm not defending it. I'm just thinking he's trying to personalize and, and help empathize with the people who've lost everything. For your Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, We got a final few minutes here of the final segment to get through. By the way, Thank you to everybody who participated uh, in our little informal poll this morning. Uh, in the results, by the way, it's unscientific. These were just opinions. Um, I have uh, texted the potential winner. I have not heard back yet. Uh, but if you did partake in the poll, check your uh, text message right now because I did text you to tell you that you were the winner and need your name, address, and all that stuff so we can get your information. Um, the polling... Unofficially, they came out this morning. Uh, Vivek Ramswamy pulled out the win by a handful of votes over Ron DeSantis. Mm. Those those two by far received the most votes, and they went back and forth all morning long. Uh, Vivek was winning early, then Ron DeSantis came on midtime, and then uh, Vivek kind of pulled it out here at the end. Um, in third place, a strong third place, Tim Scott. Okay. Uh, Pence and Christie were tied. The other people didn't. Doug Burgum got one vote. However, mm-hmm. he may not be there tonight because apparently 
uh, he pulled a man muscle or something playing basketball last night. But nobody, no, nobody said Nikki Haley. Nobody said Nikki mm. Haley. None of the others got any votes. Mm. Kind of surprising. Um, I'm. You, who did you who did you predict a little bit earlier that you thought would win tonight? I, I predicted uh, Chris Christie because he's a good debater. I don't know that he'll necessarily. Uh, you know, end up being the front runner for president, but uh, he is a good debater. I'm I'm going to go. I told you I was having trouble between Vivek and uh, Tim Scott. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Tim Scott, and probably for the same reason, because he is such a good debater. Um, although I, I haven't heard Vivek debate yet, I have heard him numerous times on talk shows. He's he's also pretty good, so it'll be surprised to me if he doesn't do well. But I, I'm going to go with Tim Scott. All right. And uh, coming up tomorrow morning, uh, the pundits will all be there, and we'll talk about it. By the way, watch it tonight at seven o'clock. If you do, be prepared tomorrow morning to give your take. We'd love to hear your opinion on uh, the debate coming up once again tonight. Don't forget, Trump also has his interview uh, that will be counter programming to that on Fox. Both of them will begin at 7 o'clock. We're on a 20-hour break. Um, once again, thanks for participating in the show this morning. Tomorrow morning, Weezer Golf Tips.